there. Welcome to the second segment of First Fail. My name is Ki Nguyen. I serve as the Director of Content Development here at APHA, and I'm delighted to be your host. We'll be digging a bit into an oldie but goodie, Cochicine. Just this month, it has gained FDA approval as the first anti-inflammatory agent for the treatment of cardiovascular disease, or CBD. Recent statistics review a notable surge in the prevalence of global cardiovascular disease over time. And so alarmingly, the number of global deaths due to coronary artery disease experienced a substantial increase from 1.2 million in 1990 up to 18.6 million in 2019. Now, so where does cochicine come into play? We know it as a medication commonly used in the treatment of and prevention of gout and inflammatory disorders, including pericarditis. So in the context of gout, Cochicine's mechanism of action involves targeting the host's cellular structure of inflammatory cells, such as neutrophils. So by interfering with microtubule formation, cochicine reduces the migration and activity of these inflammatory cells and inhibits the release of pro-inflammatory mediators. So for the cardiovascular benefits, by reducing inflammation within the arterial walls, cochicine is thought to stabilize the plaques, making them less prone to rupture and thereby improving clinical outcomes in patients with stable coronary artery disease. Now the Cantos, Lodico, and Colcolt trials set the stage and really intrigue for the Lodico 2 trial. So this is L-O-D-O-C-O 2 trial for low-dose cochicine 2 trial. So focusing on this one, which was published in August 2020, it included 5,522 participants with clinically stable CAD. After a 30-day open-label run-in tolerability period of colchicine, participants then received either colchicine 0.5 milligrams once a day or placebo. They looked at the composite, so the combined rates of cardiovascular death, myocardial infarction, ischemic stroke, and coronary revascularization that's driven by ischemia. So four endpoints combined into one composite score. The primary endpoint occurred at a frequency of 6.8% in the colchicine group and 9.6% in the placebo group. The hazard ratio was 0.69 with a p-value of less than 0.001, which is statistically significant, over a median follow-up period of 28.6 months. So basically, cochicine at 0.5 milligrams per day provided a relative risk reduction of 31% of the combined composite score of cardiovascular events, looking at myocardial infarction, CV death, ischemic stroke, and again, revascularization. Now the number needed to treat for NNT was 36 meaning 36 patients need to receive treatment with colchicine in order for one person to see the benefits. However, if you remove revascularization, the NNT is 67. So still pretty good, right? However, I do wanna mention some noteworthy considerations that may impact how you view the results as we hear more and more about colchicine and as it comes into play. Given that the trial was carried out in predominantly white countries, Australia and the Netherlands, with only approximately 15% of the participants being female, as well as only 18% having diabetes, it is going to be very difficult to extrapolate and generalize the results to those um, to our population in the United States. 
Also notable was that running period that I mentioned. So there was a one month running period where all participants received coaching. 9% of participants were not randomized due to an intolerance to it. And excluding these participants falsely buoys the results by overestimating the real world benefit of coaching because it removes and masks the risk of adverse events and those who would discontinue the treatment due to intolerance. With that said, let's jump into safety real quick. Previous studies for cochicine indicate that gastrointestinal effects, including nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, are the most common, occurring at a frequency of about 10 to 17% within 24 hours of initiation, but they do resolve quickly after dose reduction or discontinuation of cochicine. So now what do we do with this information? Clinical trials have demonstrated that cochicine, when added to standard cardiovascular therapies, can reduce the risk of cardiovascular events. So beyond aspirin and statins, which patients would benefit from an anti-inflammatory agent? Based on the available evidence, healthcare professionals may consider incorporating cochicine for select patients with CVD who are at high risk of recurrent events, meaning those with established atherosclerotic disease such as post-MI patients without contraindications. And without going way over our five minutes, it is critical to consider the patient's outcomes as a whole instead of tacking on another medication. Though colchicine does provide another angle, first consider whether our patient's hypertension, hyperlipidemia, diabetes, or cardiovascular medication regimens have been optimized or if the doses are in bold. With that, we are out of time. Don't forget to review and counsel on those drug-drug interactions, which for cochicine, there are many. Assess for hepatic and renal impairments and consider patient goals and preferences. Until next time, thanks for listening.